Welcome to Agoracom Interviews, a production of Agoracom, in which we speak to small cap influencers about what's going on in the small cap space. With us today, I got Lee Hughes, who was just added as advisor to Mountain Valley MD, trades on the TSCs under the stock symbol MVMD. Now, Mountain Valley MD has caught a lot of fire in the markets as of last Tuesday. There's a lot going on. A lot of it has to do with a video from Dr. Corey uh, that we're going to watch here in a second. But Lee was just appointed as advisor of the company. Uh, and in the press release, it says, company is pleased to announce the addition of Lee Hughes as advisor of the company. Mr. Hughes will be supporting the company's work in the areas of M&A, corporate finance, and pharmaceutical licensing. Mr. Hughes brings over 15 years of professional experience in integrated corporate marketing communications and extensive experience in venture capital services and commercialization of private and public companies across the globe, North America, Australia, and the Asia Pacific region. He, along with another advisor, Mr. Senroy, uh, the company says are gonna bring some serious skill and horsepower to the company's next phase of growth for Mountain Valley. Lee, welcome to the show. George, thanks for having me on. Man, that's quite the, uh, that's quite the intro there by the company. I was just reading off what they had to say in, the, in their press release today. Uh, before we start talking about uh, about Mountain Valley, uh, give us a little more background on you as to why why we've got you on here today and why uh, you're going to be so important, why the company things are going to be so important to its future. Yeah, well, thanks for having me again. Um, uh, had have extensive background in capital markets. Um, have been fortunate enough to to be able to be on on client side and the other side over, over a long period of time. Um, you know, cut my cloth in, in Australia with a lot of, a lot of uh, blue chips actually to begin with, uh, you know, household names in Australia are like the likes of BHPs and the Rio Tintos and whatnot. So I was able to get some exposure to that environment. Then, you know, as, as my career progressed, you know, start to work with, you know, incubating uh, micro cap companies into, you know, uh, eventual, hopefully household names as well. Um, you know, I got introduced to, to, to Mountain Valley MD, uh, you know, a, a few weeks ago, I was doing my due diligence on the company and just couldn't believe, uh, once lifting up the hood of all this unlocked value that existed within this business. Um, you know, today's, I guess, you know, if an official appointment call it that, but, you know, I like to certainly get my hands dirty with a company prior to by, you know, entering into, you know, significant due diligence and seeing how I can possibly add value. And, you know, I'm very, very fortunate that the company um, considers me to be able to do that and, you know, accompanying uh, the likes of uh, Sid Sinroy, who if you Google him and have a look at his extensive background, I'm, I'm humbled oh, yeah. to be in the presence of, of him, to be completely honest. Uh, so, you know, I, th I think between the two of us, we're going to be able to bring a, um, you know, a bit of a different dynamic to the business and, and hopefully, you know, provide you know, uh, some support and, and more skills that the team there, which is an exceptional team, by the way, too, uh, can can utilize us uh, for the development, the growth cycle for, for the business. Now, the company seems like it really gained a lot of attention in the marketplace uh, as a result of as a result of its uh, resources in ivermectin. And a lot of people, including me, didn't even know that what, what that was a week ago. Uh, but on December 8th, there was a powerful video post online. We're gonna watch this for a couple minutes. People need to watch this. It's Dr. Pierre Corey. Uh, he's an associate professor of medicine uh, at St. Luke's Aurora Medical Center. And he delivers 
passionate testimony. I mean, I've never seen this before. He's almost berating the Senate, the, the Senate hearing committee there, uh, uh, the Senate for Home, and it was the Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee, to be specific. Uh, and he was talking about the power of ivermectin and what his team has found as what he's calling an, a miracle, uh, a miracle cure for COVID-19, or at least a miracle uh, way to treat it. Uh, not necessarily cure, but a way to treat it. So we're going to watch a couple minutes of video here, and then we're going to and then we're going to come back to you. Our next witness is here in person, Dr. Pierre Corey. Dr. Corey is the former associate professor and chief of the critical care service and medical director of the Trauma and Life Support Center at the University of Wisconsin, and recently joined the ICU service at Aurora St. Luke Medical Center in Milwaukee. He is board certified in critical medicine, <clears throat> pulmonary diseases, and internal medicine. Dr. Corey has traveled across multiple states in the U.S. to care for COVID-19 patients throughout the pandemic. He is also the president of the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance, a nonprofit organization of critical care specialists led by Professor Paul Merrick, whose mission over the last nine months has focused on the research and development of effective treatment protocols for COVID-19 using repurposed drugs. He received his MD from St. George's University School of Medicine, and I'll, I'll only add that uh, we added Dr. Corey very late to our, I think, our hearing in May uh, because I'd heard of uh, his development of, I guess, anti-inflammatory steroids in critical care on COVID. And Dr. Corey, I have to tell you, I've had doctors come up to me and thank me for holding that hearing where they listen to you change their thinking. They believe they've saved their patients' lives because of your testimony at that hearing. I, I hope your testimony will be as impactful today. Dr. Corey. Senator, thank you, and, and thank you for uh, holding this hearing. I just want to start out, I didn't think I'd have to say this, but I want to register my offense at the ranking member's opening statement. I was discredited as a politician. I am a physician and a man of science. I have done nothing, nothing but commit myself to scientific truth and the care of patients. And, and to hear that I'm here because of a political angle, I am not a politician, I'm a physician. I want to start out by saying that I'm not speaking as an individual, I'm speaking on behalf of the organization that I'm a part of. We are a group of some of the most highly published physicians in the world. We have near 2,000 peer-reviewed publications among us, led by Dr. Prof uh, Professor Paul Marek, who is our intellectual leader. We came together early on in the pandemic, and all we have sought is to review the world's literature on every facet of this disease, trying to develop effective protocols. You just mentioned that I was here in May, and I touted, I wouldn't say touted, I recommended that it was critical that we use corticosteroids in this disease, when all of the national and international healthcare organizations said we cannot use those. That turned out to be a life-saving recommendation. I am here again today with a new recommendation. In the last nine months, in our review of all of the literature as a group, <clears throat> again, we are some of the most highly published physicians in our specialty and the world. We have done nothing but try to figure out how to identify a repurposed and available drug to treat this illness. We have now come to the conclusion after nine months, and I, I have to point out, 
I am severely troubled by the fact that the NIH, the FDA, and the CDC, I do not know of any task force that was assigned or compiled to review repurposed drugs in an attempt to treat this disease. Everything has been about novel and or expensive pharmaceutically engineered drugs, things like tocilizumab and rendesivir and monoclonal antibodies and vaccines. We have 100 years of medicine development. We know we are expert in all the medicines we use, and I do not know of a task force that has been focused on repurposed drugs. I will tell you that my group and our organization, I will say that we have filled that void. We, that is all we have done is focus on the things we know and things we do. And I'm here to tell you, Dr. Ryder, he just presented. It was one, he has one study of the many that I want to talk about. And I want to talk about that we have a solution to this crisis. There is a drug that is proving to be of miraculous impact. And when I say miracle, I do not use that term lightly. And I don't want to be sensationalized when I say that. That is a scientific recommendation based on mountains of data that has emerged in the last three months. When I am told, and I just had to hear this in the opening sentence, that we are touting things that are not FDA or NIH recommended, let me be clear. The NIH, their recommendation on Evermectin, which is to not use it outside of controlled trials, is from August 27th. We are now in December. This is three to four months later. Mountains of data have emerged from, all, from many centers and countries around the world showing the miraculous effectiveness of Ivermectin. It basically obliterates transmission of this virus. If you take it, you will not get sick. I want to briefly summarize the data. My manuscript, again, published by some of the, 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 the most, con we have contributed more to the medical knowledge of our specialty in our careers than, than anyone else can claim as a group. And our manuscript, which was posted on Medicine Preprint Server, details all of this evidence. I want to briefly summarize it. Number one, we have evidence that ivermectin is effective not only in prophylaxis, in the prevention. If you take it, you will not get sick. We just came across a trial last night from Argentina by the lead investigator of ivermectin in Argentina, Dr. Hector Carvalho. They prophylaxed 800 healthcare workers. Not one got sick. In the 400 that they didn't prophylax with ivermectin, 58% got sick. 237 of those 400 got sick. If you take it, you will not get sick. It has immense and potent antiviral activity. We know that from the first study in Monash, it has made the bench to the bedside. Lee, uh, I think that video lived up to its billing. Pretty powerful there. Um, you know, what, what does he know about ivermectin that the rest of us didn't know, and then, and I want to hear your thoughts on it, given your background, and then we're going to go into Mountain Valley and and what their what their uh, angle is there. Yeah, well, uh, look, interestingly, uh, and I guess uh, full disclosure here, you know, when I was doing my own due diligence on the business Mountain Valley, uh, and and seeing, you know, the impact that this business could possibly have in you know the improvement of not just animal health but also human health, you know, and was getting presented the, the opportunity that Ivermectin brings to the business um, over the next 20 years with a patent that they've just refiled. Um, the COVID story was not even in, had never even come into the picture. Um, you know, uh, the, the biochemists 
the CEO and the executives at Mountain Valley MD wasn't even in the picture, right? So then all of a sudden, yes, like you, you're very, very, you're, you're, what you say is correct. Last Tuesday, I guess a mini bomb got dropped down in the US from, you know, Dr. Corey on, you know, his interpretation through other studies and, and, and obviously a, a lot of data that's been captured um, from how ivermectin can, can possibly be, uh, um, you know, a treatment for, for, for COVID-19. Now, of course, we've got to be quite careful about making statements or claims that, you know, haven't been supported by, you know, real company data and evidence. So, you know, that's to come. But sure, I mean, it, it's absolutely brought this, um, you know, ivermectin story to the forefront. And, you know, now that in, this is public too, you know, the day after he, he made that, you know, passionate um, speech uh, down in the US, I mean, the day after he was speaking to the company, Mountain Valley MD. And, and why was he speaking to, to Mountain Valley MD specifically? Give us some context on how Mountain Valley is, is using ivermectin. Well, look, uh, hopefully um, in, in, the, in the very, very near future, you know, Dennis Hancock, the CEO, will, will hopefully be on the show and, and, and speaking to you with a little bit more technical knowledge than that. Right, than, right. Uh, We're getting the broad strokes here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my understanding, you know, the use of ivermectin um, uh, for, you know, uh, human and animal health is something that, you know, Mountain Valley MD has, has you know, which was the reason why they they looked at refiling that patent, but but under new types of guidelines, I think utilizing the the delivery method um, that you know Mountain Valley MD has uh, the unique delivery method um, uh, or methods that they have uh, behind behind the door there uh, with ivermectin. Um, and and let's talk about that because you really explained to me really great, you know, an offline when we were talking about trying to get me understand that people don't realize that there are issues with delivering vaccines of all kinds around the world, yeah. even polio and things like that. So what yeah. is about Mountain Valley's technology that give us the status quo? Yeah. How Mountain Valley can potentially be making that better. Yeah. Well, look, there's, there's a, there's a lot of information that the company I believe is going to be sharing over the coming months. And, you know, as the company is going into the next phase of its, of its, uh, of its growth cycle, uh, but, you know, the thing that really excites me about this sector is that, you know, COVID, the COVID pandemic has obviously brought forward, um, you know, this, this vaccine story, right? And, you know, uh, vaccines have been controversial around the globe as it stands anyway, you know, the opinions of, of whether you take a vaccine or not. And, you know, that's a whole nother, a whole nother beast. But, you know, I learned just so much in a short period of time by the team at Mountain Valley MD about, you know, some of the challenges that exist across the globe in, you know, being able to just logistically move and store vaccines um, globally so that, you know, how many billions of people in the world can, can hopefully get access to that. Um, you know, polio is a, pure, a perfect example, you know, um, some of the things that, that I didn't realize about the polio vaccine is that, you know, the reason, part of the reason why polio hasn't been eradicated today is because of, you know, it's just the logistics that it takes to get, you know, the polio vaccine across the globe. I mean, the cold chain argument that, you know, has come to the forefront because of, you know, COVID-19 vaccine and how can it be stored in a cold chain environment and get around to the globe so that everyone can access to it and things like that. 
you know, there's certain there's certain parts of because what people don't realize rightly is that vaccines, like almost everything else, have a bit of a shelf life, and you got to store them in proper temperatures. We all have this. I guess we all have, and I didn't realize until you had explained that to me last week. You know, we all just think, all right, you just ship vaccine around these little vials that get shipped around, ends up, ends up somehow at the doctor's office, the clinic's office, pop, and it's over, and everything's better. Yeah. But and that may be true in North America. But yeah. around the world, it doesn't work that way. Talk yeah. to us about the challenges, temperature, storage that 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 the world has not, nobody in the world, even the Bill Gates Foundation has not been able to solve this problem. It maybe just gives a little more. Yeah, I, I will. I will. And the company will soon too. But, you know, like it's, you're very, very true. You know, cold chain environment, I believe, is, you know, it, it needs to sit within a, between a two and an eight degree temperature, I believe. And then, you know, obviously, what happens is the longer it takes to, you know, get, you know, uh, into someone's body, the, you, then you got to have the argument around efficacy. And, you know, um, the company is working on a, n a number of exciting things that can possibly assist with, um, you know, better vaccination. Uh, obviously, the, the, the ability to look at this cold chain argument and maybe be able to um, make major improvements in that area. Uh, the the ability to to improve the bioavailability of um, of a vaccine to the ability to be able to just increase efficacy um, you know I think us all as 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 people now because of COVID have had to take this you know vaccine thing serious a lot more serious right sure, sure. Um, and you know like I said I, I think we're all learning um, the biotech world is an amazing sector to be in uh, this year has been um, outstanding for the sector I think it's you know a little bit of forced transformation <laughs> uh, of the biotech plays um, you know to all of us around the world because of because of COVID-19 uh, obviously healthcare medtech all these types of things you know an MVMD is just you know right in the middle of this melting pot of quality companies that are coming to the you know being pushed to the forefront now. And I MVMD is one of those. And to be clear for everyone at home, even for me, uh, um, Mountain Valley isn't producing a vaccine. It's not throwing itself into the vaccine um, pool. And that it's what it's providing is if George Com makes a vaccine, whether it's COVID or polio, essentially what Mountain Valley's technology is able to do is just to make sure it gets delivered better at the end of the day. Is that, and I know I'm, I may be simplifying it, but partly, simplifying it? partly yes. Uh, and you know, you raise another very good point there. You know, Mountain Valley MD is in what I was, what I'm extremely, um, what I was extremely blown away by is just how nimble, agile, and exceptional their team is. Um, you know, you're right. They're going to partner with Big Pharma, both on the animal and human side um, to be able to provide formulations and technologies and skills to be able to improve, as you said, vaccines is part of it, but then, you know, there's a whole other chain of things as well. And look, for, for APIs and, and, and molecules and existing uh, drugs that already exist in the marketplace, you're seeing quite a lot of it actually. You're seeing, a, you know, there's, how, how do we take that knowledge and just better improve it? Uh, and, you know, uh, there's a lot of companies that are seeking to do that. MVMD is one of them. 
And, you know, like I said, I just feel like this business, it has just so much value to unlock um, that, you know, it's a story that we've got, uh, you know, a, a lot of time hopefully to tell. Um, this isn't just a COVID story that's going to exist. Of course. Uh, if COVID's here, I mean, COVID's going to be here for a long time anyway. It, it's not just going to be a company that exists as long as a real vaccination isn't global yet for COVID-19. This is a company that's going to be, that's existed for a while and that's going to be able to work with major pharma on animal and human side for many, many years to come. And I know that, it, you know, having exciting conversations with a lot of uh, great possible future partners and, you know, look, we've obviously seen um, a, a, a bit of a spike in, in, the, in the value of the company, valuation of the company in, in recent times here. And sure, COVID might be having a lot, a lot to do with that. But like I said, I, I think it's very important for, for people to watch this story and understand that there's just a hell of a lot to it, or more to it than just, you know, being a COVID-19 solution. Um, and, and they will hear about a lot of that in the in hopefully through your platform, George, as well, in the coming weeks and months. And look, uh, anybody who watches Agoracom know that one thing that's so important to us is third-party validation. Because the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is that George and Lee could start up George Lee small cap and say we're curing the world of anything, or they you know, that's our goal. But really, you know, who else believes it? Who else is behind it? And in addition to you being appointed to the board uh, to, as an advisor today, uh, the company also appointed um, uh, Mr. S Mr. Senroy. Uh, I forget his first name. Sorry, but Mr. Mr. Senroy. And I'm going to read off just what he's what Sid Senroy, what he's done here. So uh, over the past two decades, he successfully led several global quality and compliance business units. As an executive or senior consultant, leading the approval of key blockbuster drugs with cumulative sales exceeding $30 billion annually over the last 10 years. $30 billion annually. Um, so what does it say about Mountain Valley that someone like Sid Senroy uh, has agreed to be appointed as an advisor to the company? Because I would imagine someone like him has no shortage of opportunities. So what, what does that tell you even as you're doing your research on Mountain Valley about the company? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head with one word there, George, validation. Um, you know, if that's, if, that's not a, if that's not your validation right there, um, you know, peer validation, exceptional peer validation, then nothing will be. Uh, you just got to look up the gentleman and, and, and see the pedigree of, of the of the man and uh, and who he's worked with, um, he's worked with exceptional teams in the space and in the sector. He's and and I'm sure that we'll that again we're going to hear more from from him in the future. Well, him on too. Yeah, he's uh, his knowledge set and skill set of the sector, not just in the US but across the globe, is somewhat second to none. And and um, you know, having having someone of that caliber sitting there as an advisor for when a business like MVMD is having the opportunity to present to, you know, top five, top 10, top 20 farmer, call it what you want, on both the human and animal side, 
when it comes to discussions around possible licensing agreements, partnerships, research and development projects. I mean, he's your guy right there. So, you know, I, I, the, the company is, uh, like I said to you before, exceptionally um, surprised is, is shouldn't be the word, but it, it, it's, it's great to see a company that's, you know, so nimble and agile and just knows where their gaps are and just are there to fill it. Uh, I think we've been able to do more than just fill a gap with the appointment. Yeah, of, that's not, that's not, I'm filling a gap. Mr. C you put, if you appoint George to the board advise, as an advisor, I'm yeah. filling the gap. This guy doesn't fill the gap. This thing, you know, Sid, Sid Senroy takes the company to another level in terms of just knowledge. Because you said all over the world. In fact, in the press, we says, extensively through North America, Europe, Asia, and South America. So he basically hasn't, he's touched pretty much everything but Africa uh, yeah. when it comes down to, when it comes down to uh, a serious, a serious track record. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll have him back for sure. By the way, you've mentioned on a couple of notes for people at home to clarify, you've said animals and humans, uh, you know, it may be clear to some, but not to all that animals require vaccines as well. Uh, for example, we've all seen that one animal that seems to be bearing the brunt of COVID-19 are mink, yeah. uh, where literally tens of millions of them have had to be killed uh, because they caught the virus and they could spread it pretty extensively between them. So that's a, that's a sizable market as well, correct? Honestly, it's just when you start to bigger, when you start, I, I honestly believe I, I was mind blown when the company, when I really got to, to get some really good solid insight into the company as to how large the, the animal health market really is. I mean, and it makes sense because if you think about, you know, Zika virus and malaria and COVID-19, I mean, you think about how, what happens that's passed to us through human contact with, you know, with obviously the mosquito uh, bloodborne viruses with Zika and uh, malaria. So, you know, it, it really does make sense. You know, if we can better prepare and 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 nurture out uh, the animals that we obviously consume, then it, it naturally is going to be improving. You know, the health of the human. I mean, I, I know the company is going to explain it in a lot more technical. Of course, yeah, yeah. We're, you're not the technical guy. We know that part. You're the corporate M and A side and all that. The market is just. It's just you. It's mind blowing, actually, and I, I'm I'm scared to even say numbers. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Better you don't. Better you don't. <laughs> no, and, and look, to be honest, um, and you're going to hear from the team. Uh, you know, Dennis Hancock, the CEO. Um, you know, worked with most Fortune 50 companies. Um, you know, he, he's you know been in multi-billion-dollar conglomerates, so he know, he knows he knows how to make 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 things you know tick. He knows where, where, to, where to unlock the magic. Um, you know, the, the, the technical and the science team there are outstanding. So, you know, you, you're going to get a lot of, uh, of, of nice content in the coming time here on the business. Uh, and, and, you know, that'll be able to explain a lot more than what I can in terms of the different lanes that the company moves, moves in. Uh, but, you know, all it takes is for one of these lanes to get uh, a little bit more traffic and um well look you've got you know maybe we can touch on this if to the extent that you can again third-party validation you're talking about lanes and you know and i like the way you're being humble and conservative about you know where where it may go but 
the fact of the matter is Dr. Corey, who was in front of, of, of the U.S. Senate uh, Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee and gave that passion, I mean, unbelievable testimony, called Mountain Valley for a reason. Maybe we can end it there. Like, do, can you give us some insight as to not specifics, obviously, but we're talking about, you know, what did Dr. Corey hear? about Mountain Valley that made him pick up the phone, right? He picked up the phone. You guys didn't pick up the phone. He picked up the phone. Yeah, one thing I can tell you is that, you know, Dr. Corey and also many others um, are, you know, uh, are taking the the link between ivermectin and, and Mountain Valley uh, very, very serious. Um, you know, I don't want to jump on anyone's parade, especially Dennis's, because he'd be able to, the CEO, he'd be able to tell you a lot more, but, you know, one of the things that I can tell you is that, you know, the conversations that have happened between Dr. Corey and, and, and Mountain Valley being through Dennis, the CEO, have been um, very much aligned with each other from a sense that, you know, they will absolutely be following up back and forth and uh, as things progress uh, with ivermectin. Um, you know, there's... There's, there's a lot more that I'd like to be able to say, of course, but just now obviously being a bit more of, of an official role, I've got to be a little bit careful. But sure. you know, um, when you've got a company that like Mountain Valley MD, that's when you when you research ivermectin patents and you see that literally Mountain Valley's got it in front with Vidani to use its drug delivery platform for the next 20 years. I mean, that's more reason to be close contact with uh with the company than not i would think so yeah i mean i'm, I'm very very excited to see how that unfolds and i'm sure that you know the company is going to be able to share more about that in coming you know in the yeah. coming weeks or months well lee look you know i appreciate you being on here and you know my job is to gently try and prod you see how how far we can go as far as information and i think you got pretty far but at the same time yeah we know that you're limited in what you can say until the company has more of it to say but you know, look, this was a, uh, I don't know what, you know, how many interviews have been done or what's out there, but I know there are a lot of people who really want information on, on Mountain Valley MD, uh, especially for the last four or five days. So I think even this will be very helpful uh, to everybody that's been taking a look and wants to know some more information. And look, you know, I, you're being humble, but the fact of the matter is the company said some pretty incredible things about you. Uh, you know, and when they say that you, along with Sid Senra, are adding some serious skill and horsepower uh, to the next phase of growth, the inference is there's a reason why the company's taken on people like Sid Senra and you, and there's a reason why people like you guys are joining uh, when the company says next phase of growth. So yeah. we'll leave it there. We'll yeah. have Dennis Hancock on sometime really soon, hopefully in the next couple of days before people start packing up for the holidays. Uh, which may not happen this year. I think everyone's at home anyway, so there may be more reason to be watching. But Lee, thanks so much. And you know what? Congratulations to your appointment, man. Uh, you know, uh, big respect uh, to you, given what the company had to say about you. And can't wait to see where you're going to do in your specialty area as an, as an advisor of the company. Yeah, thanks. And I'm look, one thing I'll say is I'm sure there's going to be a lot more talent that gets appointed too in the coming, hopefully in the coming weeks and months as well, because you know, as you know, once a story becomes um, in the limelight, you, you know, you, you sort of pop in front of a lot of screens and a lot of eyes and a lot of ears, you know, sort of come onto you. And 
Yeah, I mean, the business is, is like I said, and I'll continue to say it, they're extremely humble, nimble and agile business. And they're always looking for, you know, to, to fill those gaps. So look forward to being able to share more, George. Thanks for joining us. Forever at home, you've been watching or you've been, or if you've been listening by a podcast to Lee Hughes, newly appointed advisor to Mountain Valley, uh, Mountain Valley MD that trades on the CSC under the stock symbol MVMD. Um, thanks for joining us today. Make sure to keep doing your due diligence on, on Mountain Valley. We know a lot of you, uh, again, they're not a client of Agoracom, hoping to be, but we know a lot of you out there have been uh, I've been uh, doing a lot of research and obviously a lot of activity. Look, we're in the middle of the day today and it's got over 13 million shares traded around one o'clock. So clearly there's a lot of activity out there and, uh, and hopefully you just helped. We just helped you discover your next great small cap company. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time.